Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the Direct Response Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Sorry, hang on, let me start that over. Welcome to the Direct Response Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Derek Rydell. Part of the new generation of spiritual visionaries and thought leaders, Derek is the author of the number one Amazon and Barnes & Noble bestseller, Emergence, Seven Steps for Radical Life Change, and the world's number one expert on the revolutionary law of emergence. He has trained top executives at Fortune 500 companies from American Express to Disney in empowered leadership and communications, and has coached celebrities and media professionals, including Oscar and Emmy winners on creating conscious entertainment. As a regular Huffington Post contributor and host of the top-rated Emergence podcast on iTunes, he reveals cutting-edge spiritual principles and success strategies to achieve financial freedom and abundance, master productivity and creativity, and gain true wealth and happiness. With his global platform, Derek has touched hundreds of thousands around the planet with his message on finding your path, living your purpose, and making a powerful impact. Derek, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. It's my honor and pleasure to be here. Let's go back in time a little bit because I know you've had such – I mean, I've been following you probably for at least 20 years, and you've had (laughs) such an amazing career path. Um, How did you get started? Well, um, you know, I, I was I started off as an actor. I was in the film industry, and uh, I had uh, basically a brush with death or near-death experience twice, actually. I almost died of an overdose, and then a uh, long story to that one. But uh, after uh, many years of self-improvement attempts, I did not improve. The only thing I improved in my life was my ability to describe why my life was so messed up, and... Uh, you know, blame my parents and society and all that, but I didn't really improve myself much. In fact, it caused me to feel even more broken down and burnt out and inadequate. And um, I ended up ultimately almost dying from an overdose and then ultimately almost dying from drowning when I was uh, doing a movie in Jamaica. I was kind of reckless and unconscious, but something snapped in me at that second experience. And I had what you might call a very profound life-altering insight or awareness that the path I'd been on was wrong and that <clears throat> that the the way I was trying to grow my life and become successful was really um, very self-destructive. And it led me on a deep journey to discover what is the real principles to success, to successful living, not just wealth in the world, but wealth inside and outside and, and real success and real abundance 
and really fulfilling a greater purpose and meaning for your life. And that took me on a journey that caused me to uh, ultimately try to become a monk, and that didn't work out too well. I, my first stint at a monastery, three days in for fasting, I, I ended up breaking into the monk's kitchen and stealing food out of their refrigerator. Oh, my gosh. And, um, and so they, they kindly uh, suggested maybe the monastic life wasn't for me. And uh, I went, you know, ended up continuing on this study of all the great success literatures and spiritual teachings and mindset teachings and, and ultimately came to a, a deep realization about what I came to understand as how life unfolds naturally, like nature, you know, that just as the oak tree is already in the acorn, and the acorn doesn't have to go out and achieve an oak or become worthy of an oak or attract an oak. When the conditions are right in the soil that match the seed, that which is already in the seed naturally emerges. And I called it the law of emergence. And I began to apply it in my own life. And I went from being broke and broken and living on 19 cents boxes of macaroni and cheese to growing um, multiple businesses and ultimately developing a multi-million dollar transformational coaching and um, success platform in the world and uh, as well as writing books and you know delivering programs around these topics and that's that's really briefly what brought me to today absolutely incredible i remember the i think the very first book of yours i ever read i believe was there's no business like soul business that's right yeah, what? that was so. As I was transitioning, I, um, you know, I, I first built a consulting business around my entertainment work. So I, I actually had. I think the first book was, I could have written a better movie than that. Yes, yes. And that, and that was around building a, a story consulting business. So I, as I started to emerge out of all this, I took all my skills, learning marketing and different things, and I began to teach you know, artists and writers and creators, and I built a six-figure business around that. And then as I had more of these deeper openings, spiritual, mindset, etc., then I began to see why so many entertainment and media people were suffering and struggling, and, and, I, and I began to incorporate that and started to serve artists, actors, writers, producers, directors, and how to be in the business and how to get a piece of the act without losing their piece in the act and um, sell themselves without selling their soul. And then that became my next book, There's No Business Like Soul Business. And, uh, and then eventually I realized that my work was beyond just the entertainment industry and had a much bigger influence and impact, and I moved on to the, the whole emergence model. Beautiful. What do you, other than avoid, you know, I don't even know how to ask this because there's so much, but what do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? <sighs> That's a good one. What do if I you wish could give I yourself knew? some advice, if you could go back in time and give yourself some advice, what would it be? I think it would definitely be to really stop and enjoy the moments even more because it's so easy to use the moment as a means to some future end. And then you get to that future end and you realize you're still in this moment. And, and if, you're not, if you haven't been learning how to really be in this moment and enjoy this moment, 
the quality of this moment is going to be pretty degraded when you when you in the future and that when i started as i've learned that this moment is the only thing the only measuring stick that i have to determine my quality of life and my success cuz if it's not happening in this moment on some level it can't happen in the future moment when i started to really get that you know i was able to go deeper my work got deeper my life got better so that would be the first thing. And it's kind of a cliche to say, you know, stop and smell the flowers or be in the moment. But it's it's really true. And it's it's one of those concepts that it's hard to really get until you've gone through enough struggle and challenge to see just how, how real it is. So that would, be the, that would be one thing. And I think the second most important thing would be one of the, the deeper truths I've realized is that in all of our striving for success and achievement – um, what we're all really only going for is a state of connection. You know, whether you call it joy or peace or love or whatever, no matter what it is, whether you want to have more money, a bigger job, a better better job, bigger business, a new partner, whatever, what you're really going for is how that would make you feel. And... Um, it's like the Zen parable where the guy comes to the Zen farmer and says, you know, I'm looking for a job. And the Zen farmer says, well, I'll give you a job, but I'm not going to pay you. So what do you really want? And the guy's like, well, I need the money, so that's what I really want. The guy's like, okay, well, I'll give you the money, but you can't spend it. What do you really want? What do you really need? He's like, well, I need the money to buy food, so I need the food. He's like, okay, well, I'll give you the food, but you can't eat it. What do you really want? What do you really need? He's like, well... When I have the food, I feel satisfied. I feel full. I feel like I can finally breathe and relax, and I'm at peace, and I'm taken care of. He's like, so I guess what I really need is to feel like I'm okay, that I'm taken care of. And the Zen master says, well, unfortunately, I can't give that to you because you've already got it. And so so it's like this state of being, you know, we think we have enough money, we'll eventually feel secure, we'll eventually be able to relax, we'll be at peace. Well, it's the peace that we're really after, but we think we have to purchase it through some external accomplishment. And and then we get to that external accomplishment, and we still don't have the thing we really want. But if we get the thing we really want, and we design our life around that, then we can have that and the added things. So, you know, that state of joy, peace, connection, you know, et cetera. Um, so that's become my biggest goal now is – what I'm really focused in on a daily basis and a moment basis is being in peace, being in joy, being in love. And then I have these bigger outer success goals to build the business, to make an impact, to make an influence. But I'm not going for those to try to get my real goal. I'm I'm going for my real goal every day. And then I'm continuing to create and play and, and develop this outer life but it's it's less and less attached to being my source of peace or my source of joy or my source of confidence or well-being because all of that's an inside job and that's that if i could get my younger self to get that i think i would i would be much further along in terms of not only inner well-being but outer impact absolutely what do you like best about your business now um you know what i love most about my business is is the work, the the actual creative work. You know, I love to create. I love to share ideas, 
to create and to help facilitate others in having those breakthrough aha moments. So I'd say the opportunity to create and share my ideas and facilitate those breakthrough moments with people, which, you know, I can do for people in, in minutes sometimes, you know, instead of months, that to me is, has the most juice to it. With all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? Um, there's different challenges. There's more practical challenges and there's more existential challenges. I mean, still the the biggest challenge is this challenge I was just describing, which is how can you live in true peace, in true joy, in true fulfillment, regardless of circumstances? And the practical challenges, like, like right now, is I've built – a global I built a seven figure job on some levels, but not fully yet built a complete self contained business and that's what all entrepreneurs stri- strive for and struggle with, which is you know you might build a very successful business, but when you really look at it, you're the one you have to always show up for there to be business and um right now, the biggest initiative is creating. Even, even taking more of our systems and processes and programs and things and making them even more automated, even more evergreen, so that I can get myself more and more out of the everyday business. And, you know, as the old saying goes, you want to be able to work on your business more than you work in your business. And you want to be able to work mostly in your genius zone. So those that that you know 80 20 rule the 20% of things that really brings about 80% of the results and that brings about the most fulfillment so that's my big challenge and it's been an ongoing challenge you know one of my mottos is do only what only you can do and then delegate automate or eliminate the rest and that's sort of you know what I'm in right now is the automation step so that I can even be freed up to create more of what I'm best at. That makes total sense. That is a writer down or right there, folks. What do you find is our, you know, I mean, you've worked with some amazing celebrities, media personalities, and executives. What are you finding are some of the most common issues that they're having or mistakes that they're making when trying to get to where they want to go? For the, the people that are working at higher levels? Yes. I think, you know, at higher levels, there's a couple things that tend to be core. One is it can definitely still be the issue of, you know, just way too many opportunities and not having a clear enough vision to know what to say no to. And um, so that's something that you see at higher levels. Very successful people, but they're still overwhelmed and burnt out because they're doing too much, trying to do too much, not able to let go of control. And um, so that's, that's something I see, uh, you know, with some very high-level people and in, in my industry as well as thought leadership. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're not able to let go of control. They're, they're just trying to do too much, and they don't have a deeper level of trust but, but crave that. And the other issue is for people that are, really successful, and, and even those that kind of have it all, so to speak, a lot of them are still, you'd be surprised at how many very successful and wealthy people really suffer from feelings of inadequacy and 
um, fear of it all going away and even like what's it all for, what was the point of it all. I remember Brad Pitt once saying when he achieved a level of stardom, he was in this existential crisis and he was like, it was this, what, what was all this for? What was the purpose of all this? Because what happened is once he had all of the baubles of the world, he now had nowhere to hide from himself. And he became aware of his own internal demons and issues and lacks and fears. And, and you know, and that's why you'll see a lot of very successful people turn to various forms of drugs, you know, or other things to distract themselves from what they're feeling because now they can't be distracted by the pursuit because they've got the money. They, maybe they have the name, the fame, the fortune, but they're still internally very disconnected and don't really have a deep sense of purpose and mission. So for the higher level people, it's that deeper sense of purpose and mission, that deeper sense of connection, and, and healing some of the deeper wounds of inadequacy. And uh, ironically, a lot of the things that drive people to be successful are shadows and create a kind of compulsive drive to succeed. And it can get them quite far, but has quite an intense toxic byproduct. And at some point, they have to turn around and look at it, embrace those things that have actually tr created their success. And, and embrace and integrate them if they want to have not just outer success but true fulfillment. Absolutely. You are a best-selling author. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the most impact on your work and you can't quote something you wrote yourself? Right. Um, <clears throat> hmm. That's a, another good question. So, so many, many books that I've read. Um, I know, you know, I certainly loved, from a very practical standpoint, it was revolutionary in its own way, was Tim Ferriss's The Four-Hour Workweek. And uh, not so much so that you can work four hours, but just, you know, again, really thinking in terms of strategy and leveraging. And um, I would say The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey was a watershed book for many people and for me many years ago. And... Uh, Stephen Covey's work really impacted me in, in that sense, in a practical, you know, sense, understanding values and priorities. And um, what else would be a really, you know, obviously, I don't, I don't know if Think and Grow Rich itself was the biggest impact in terms of my mindset. I certainly got very inspired by a lot of Wayne Dyer books and Deepak Chopra books in terms of consciousness and spirituality and and ultimately, in retrospect, even great ancient texts like the Buddhist teaching and the Bible, once I understood them, not so much from a, a religious or dogmatic perspective, but I started to understand what's called the perennial teaching, you know, these core universal principles of success and, and transformation and well-being. Then I was able to go back to some of these ancient texts and read them and really, really appreciate them and, and in and embody some of the, the real wisdom of them. So those are, those are um, you know, a few of the – there's some more that's, that's trying to bubble up, and I can't think of it offhand. But, oh, I know the E-Myth also. That was a great one, the E-Myth, um, which is all about, again, designing a business, not just a job. So that was, um, that was a really powerful, practical book for me as well by Gerber, um, G-E-R-B-E-R. Michael Gerber, yeah. 
Absolutely. Great recommendations. Fascinating interview. I've got tons of notes. I'm sure our listeners do, too. I know that uh, you have generously agreed to make a very special offer to them. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I believe. Is that the Awakened Wealth? Yes. So, um, yeah, the the Awakened Wealth work is a very powerful work that has stemmed from the Emergence work. And it's, you know, there's all kinds of strategies for getting wealthy and making money and you know, growing your business, your clientele, this, that, or the other. And these are all wonderful things to do. But for me, what's most important is understanding how you can be a wealth machine, a generator of wealth, regardless of what opportunities appear to be out there. What about when it's a bad economy? What it's about when you lose your job? What about when things there doesn't seem to be opportunities? How do you still become a powerful wealth generator? And what I've discovered is that wealth, the real nature of wealth is not dollar bills and stocks and bonds, and the real source of wealth is not out there in the economy or in a client or in a job. And I help people to understand the real source of wealth, the real nature of wealth, and the real practice for you to be able to start generating what I call the energy, mastering the energy of money so that you can start to generate opportunity and abundance in your life regardless of where you've been, regardless of where you are, regardless of the economy. And I've proven it over and over and over again in my life and in the lives of many, many clients and people that have done my Awaken Wealth work, just the last group alone, I think they earned an extra $3 million out of that group um, as well as all kinds of other opportunities, businesses launched, you know, all kinds of stuff. So... Um, as an introduction, I'm going to give them a free training and um, ebook around Awakened Wealth. And uh, I believe that's at, um, do you have the link there? It's emerg- yep, emergencetraining.com forward slash awakened dash wealth dash ebook, and we'll put that in the show notes. Awesome. So, yeah, so I'm going to walk you through the core framework of Awakened Wealth, what I call the seven gifts that give you everything. And and then train you on on that overall framework as well, so you can begin to apply this in your life right away. Okay, we greatly appreciate that. We will send everyone there. Everybody, thanks you for listening. We will talk to you next time, Derek. Thank you so much for spending some of your very valuable time with us. Oh, it's again my pleasure, man. It's really good to be here. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.